afternoon. Um, am I the only one who is feeling warm up here? It's, it's, uh, it's warm. We thank God. Amen. It's good to see all of you. Yes, very good to see all of you. Yes, you're looking good. Yes, yes. Oh, I can see there are some uh, not visitors. Uh, eh? Semi-visitors. No, they are just daughters in the house. Amen. Karibuni sana. I don't know whether it's by design, like uh, whose brothers were this, who sat in a manner of age without knowing. Um, the brothers of Joseph, uh, when they went to Egypt. But we thank God for this time. Um, there is grace for us to move in whatever direction. But I really felt so we would have moved in the place of worship and thanksgiving and singing songs up to 1.30. But I also feel that there is grace enough for us just to contain ourselves and uh, just go through some scriptures for us to just remind ourselves why we give thanks. We intentionally, by the grace of God, um, from the time we started running church uh, services on Sunday, God laid in our hearts to have as a ministry a Sunday whereby we just give thanks, just being intentional. As a reminder for the whole month that that's the way we ought to be living. How many of you are all right? So... Uh, we didn't, this was not an idea we picked on YouTube. But uh, by design, by instruction from the time ministry began, even when we were meeting at uh, a big hotel near the cemetery uh, that would have chicken running, hey, chickens have followed us uh, in the service. We would still have the first Sunday uh, as a Thanksgiving Sunday, and we would call people, and um, other churches would come, and they would join us um, in that place. And let me tell you, God was there. When you, God honors His word. God honors his word. As long as we keep doing what God has called us to do, he's faithful to follow his word and to fulfill it. He will be right there. So we would have services that would be so powerful in that Mabati place. Uh, the floor was not uh, nice. Nothing seemed nice. There was fish smelling, uh, you know, at the background and uh, all manner of things. But people would be lying prostrate to give thanks to God. Hallelujah. And uh, I believe the reason why God would show up is because he's the one who instructed that. And he's there to see to it that that, when it is kept, 
he will see to it every good thing happens. Most of the tangible physical miracles that have happened in Mount Zion has been during the praise and worship services where people have been instantly healed, you know, receiving miracles. I remember one time a lady who came from Dubai, she, they used to live around, left, came back and they were in a service. And just during worship, she called us after and she said, I don't know, I wanted to testify, but there was no time. I don't know if people in Mount Zion realize when we begin to glorify God, what happens in the service. But she says, I'm a living testimony. There is something I had struggled with all my life. And we are talking about a grown-up. And they got set free during worship. Let's wake up to the fact that God honors his word. Some of you may be having a casual look today. But I don't want you to miss out. That if you follow God's word, that we have intended to do what he told us to do, you're able to turn your life around today. Can I hear an amen? With whatever baggage you're having, honor God's word. Please wake up. Hallelujah. What did I say? Honor. Some of us, our baggages keep becoming our hindrances to see God in our lives. The Bible says to the children of Israel, a promise given to them they could not enter. A promise God promised, I assure you, you will enter. The Bible says their life, their entire being could not allow them to enter. We take God's word light. Let me tell you, if you're having issues with me, it's okay. But please, don't have, try to have issues with God or his word. Tell your neighbor, please, don't try and pick issues with the wrong person. You, you go Google on, on YouTube. Any person who decided that they will, they will try to go against God and put up their small mouth because it is not big to try and speak things against God. None has ever survived. There is a president who won with a landslide. I think it was in Australia. And when they won with a landslide because they were so... They were not the preferred candidate, but they won with the landslide. When they won with the landslide, they opened their mouth and they said, even God cannot stop us to enter that office now. Even? Cannot? To enter? Now. With this landslide, even? God. I'm telling you, they never sat on that seat. Five days later, the guy was dead cold, ready to be buried. Now that you have won with a landslide, please 
Don't try and open your mouth against the one you can never challenge. Yes, the Titanic. The Titanic, you remember the story of the Titanic? They made a ship that was unsinkable. And the captain said, this ship, even God, cannot sink it. Even God cannot. Hey, please. Please don't open your small mouth in the wrong direction. If you are, are angry with Alex, you go talk to Alex. Yes. But don't open your small mouth and try to talk against his God. Are you listening to me? You have taken your mouth in the wrong? Yes, you tell Alex you're foolish. I don't like you. You tell him many things. But please don't try. Let not a foolish head try to open a small mouth against a God who can never be challenged. That ship that, could, that was made never to sink, the first voyage to try it out sank completely. In fact, it sank so deep. They say where it sank. You're, you're joking with the creator. Where it stayed for hours. Sinking. Other ships passed it by. They couldn't save it. Where it sank, they say other ships would be able to be piled on top and not be seen. Didn't want, who, who was reading for us the scripture that says that uh, it is God in his palms who holds all the waters? All the? Yes, in the book of Isaiah. Now you're joking with the one who iomajiote inakwanka kwa mkonoya? Please. Alifanya tu hivi iomaji. Hallelujah. May we be reminded that God is good. And so we have chosen to follow God's word to give thanks. Amen. We have uh, chosen God's word to follow. Uh, we have chosen to follow God's word. And for us just to be very, very intentional to give thanks. So please let's note that starting next Oct uh, month, October, we will be having the normal service and we will extend, as we used to do, an afternoon time of praise and worship where we will welcome different people, any person who wants to come and join us as we give thanks to our... Yes, even if they don't get it, it's the revelation that God has given us. Can I hear an amen? Yes. Hallelujah. 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 So we will have lunch together. Tell your neighbor we will have lunch together. Lunch, nyama, ugali, vituka maizo, madondo, chapati, yes. And then, mapocho pocho, yes. And then be able to just have a time of thanksgiving. So I'd like us just to, why do we give thanks? Why do we give thanks? These are basics, but we'll stay at them. Davey, you've not completed your missions. Yes. Please distribute two. We will read uh, a number of scriptures. Why do we give thanks? I will try and be simple to just try and uh, move 
on every point as God would allow. So these are basics we are reminding ourselves. What are we doing? We are just reminding ourselves. And it's a good thing to be reminded. You read, Paul was a good teacher. He kept reminding. He says, it's not grievous for me to say this. Again, it's not. Don't get annoyed when I say it. Again. You, how many times do you remind your children? Many times, eh? Isn't you, Mr. Aseli? Sana? Mm. You just see that's the only way to redeem them. All right. So why do we give thanks? We give thanks to God. One, because God is God. We give thanks to God because God is God. Romans 1.21, the Bible says, and because that when they knew God, they glorified, glorified him not as God. And then it goes down there, it says, neither were thankful. So the first thing when God reveals himself to us, to you, when he reveals himself as God to you, the first thing you must do is to walk in the acknowledgement of who he is. He cannot show up himself to you as God and then take him otherwise. So we must give thanks to God because God is God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he has put up his signature of who he is in the visible things, so he's invisible. He has displayed his signature through the visible things. When you look at the ecosystem, it tells you that God is God. No wonder the scripture says, only a fool says in his heart, there is no God. You know what a fool is? A fool is somebody who has decided to be foolish. To ignore the facts and do otherwise. So the only way you'll arrive to say there is no God is because you have decided in yourself to deceive yourself. Otherwise, the entire universe displays of his. Who he is, the fact that he is, and you can never deny it. Let's just read Isaiah 43, verse 13. Isaiah 43, verse 13. There is Daniel chapter 3. Maybe somebody else can read just Daniel chapter 3. Where Nebuchadnezzar made a declaration. Yeah. 
43:13 and then uh, we will read uh, Daniel I say Daniel chapter 3 verse 28 Daniel 3:28 yes Isaiah 43:13 says yeah before the day was I am he and there is none that can deliver out of my hand I will work and who shall let it? Mm. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Mm. For your sake I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all your nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in the ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, which bringeth forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power that shall lie down together, they shall not rise. They are extinct, they are quenched as tau. Remember wow. not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Mm. Behold, I will do a new thing, now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. Amen. Let's read Daniel. Daniel chapter 3, verse 28. Going down 28, 29. Okay. Starting from verse 28, it says, Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him, and they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies, that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made an ash heap, because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Mm. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Amen, amen. Scripture says in the book of Isaiah chapter 45, I am God and there is none else like me. I am God and there is none else like me. We give thanks to God. We worship God because he is God. And he deserves all glory and honor. When we come to him, we must appear to him as he is. As he is. We must acknowledge him as he is. Let me tell you, when you do that, it will change the posture of your heart. When you choose today to take God and give thanks to God because God is God over your life. It will change the posture of your heart and your perspective towards life and people completely, totally changes. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego decided to take God for who he was. 
And the Bible says, they said, even if this God, our God, does not save us, we know him so well, we will not bow down. That is approaching God for who he is. Can I hear an amen? And so when they approached God in that way, over and over again, in a land that was Babylon, a Babylonian system that was wicked, that was vile, that was against God, that used to worship idols, when they stood to acknowledge God, give thanks to God for who he was. Let me tell you, God changed the situation so much that it was Nebuchadnezzar who made a decree that God, the God of Daniel, is the true God. And anyone who goes against that God, I assure you, may that person be punished. He had tried to punish them for worship. But let me tell you, because they stood to worship God as God, are you listening to me? God was able to change the situation around. And now it was the one who was throwing them in the fiery furnace who changed and decreed about their God. May you stand in a way whereby you become such a true worshiper and one who gives thanks to God, not because of things, but because he's God. So much that he will wake up to defend you every time. I think it's in verse 30. Verse 30. Verse 30, no, 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 of uh, Daniel. Daniel 3. Verse 30. What does it say? Verse 30, yes. Uh -huh. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, your posture of thanksgiving and worship will command promotion in your life. You're missing a very good point right there. What did I say? Your posture of thanksgiving and worship will command promotion in your life. If Nebuchadnezzar was able to change his heart, I'm telling you, your mother-in-law, your whosoever your boss is too small, too small for the hand of God. Busy yourself to give thanks to God as God. He will operate in your life as God. Then Nebuchadnezzar promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There is uh, somebody who got sacked uh, from their office. True story. They got sacked and they went home and they told God, you know what God? I know you. I know you. I know. Some of you are really trying to, to know many people. I know. <laughs> I know we are living in a generation where likes uh, are really likable. 
And they really matter. How many likes do I have? How many likes? You, how many likes do you have? Even when somebody has many likes, we begin to like them. We follow them. Uh, anyway, the, the church is shy because they don't want to. But let me tell you, busy yourself to know the right person. Please, tell your neighbor, busy yourself to know the right person. Hallelujah. Uh, yes, he got sucked. So this guy got sucked. He went home and told God, God, I know you. I know the way we normally deal with each other. So that's a very uh, comfortable way to deal with God. And uh, he told God, you know what? That sucking is promotion for me. And he went from afternoon when he was sucked. He started playing music, dancing, telling God, it's my promotion. You see, it's your posture that will make the heart of God to just do the correct thing in your life. The Bible says that uh, Christ is the high priest of your confession. So if you take before the high priest, all you're saying is, I've been sacked, I've been demoted, look at me, God, what's wrong? What will he use to do whatever, anything he wants to do? But when you take it to him and say, God, I know you. You're my God. You will never leave me. You cannot forsake me. It's my promotion time. God says, eh? Let's do this thing. Hallelujah. You remember Christ, the way he appeared before Christ, uh, before uh, the tomb of Lazarus? He said, Father, I thank you because you hear me. When was the last time you entered prayers like that? You, many times, God, hey, forgive me, Lord. There are many sins. I'm a burden to you. I don't know what. I feel like a warm. Hey, sh <laughs> so he begins to ask angels, what do we do with worms in the kingdom? <laughs> and so this guy danced, 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 real danced. 10 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, there was a call. And the same mouth that sucked him told him, you've been promoted. Same mouth. We are too concerned about human beings. You're so stuck with men and women. Is our problem. Is that good English? Tell your neighbor, please, you focus your energies on the right direction. And so they gave, you see, um, Paul, you remember Paul? Paul and uh, Silas, they were in prison, in jail. But let me tell you, they were not murmuring, they were not arguing, they were not writing letters on how to the lawyers and many things, they decided this is party time. This is party time. And let me tell you, when the king of glory got satisfied, nothing would stop or hinder his operation. That jail opened. 
Hallelujah. Their chains fell off. Please tell, turn to somebody, tell them, I hope you're not hindering God in your life. The Bible says, and so we must always give thanks to God. The Bible says, the same guy who wanted to kill Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the same, same mouth took him and promoted him. You're fighting with the wrong people. Change your fight. Number two, we must give thanks to God because he is good. We must give thanks to God because he is good. Psalms 145 verse 9. Psalms 145 verse 9. There are many, many scriptures. You can write Psalms 100 verse 5. Can we read Psalms 100 verse 5 and Psalms uh, 145 verse 9? Yes, please. Yeah, it's okay. One generation shall praise you. Verse 4. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. Verse 5. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts and I will declare thy greatness. Mm. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness mm. and shall sing of thy righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalms 100 verse 5. Psalms 100 verse 5. For the Lord is good. Mm. His mercy is everlasting. Mm. And his truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. The Lord is, the Lord is, God is good. And what does that mean? That means uh, the part B of this is that his intentions concerning you and me are always good. That is what goodness is. It means that God does not have any bad thoughts concerning you and me. He has never thought any bad thought. He doesn't have the capability to think evil about you. God is good. And if we changed our perspective towards God being good to you, you will release a flow and an ocean of his goodness. The Bible says, we keep quoting this scripture in the book of, um, is it Psalms 78? About the children of Israel. The Bible says that they limited the Holy One of Israel. The children of Israel limited the Holy One of Israel. And they questioned in their hearts. In the book of Numbers, can God really provide meat for us in the wilderness? In fact, they went further and they said, even if he removed all the fish from the sea for us, will it be enough for us? 
you're finding it ridiculous. Eh? Hey, it's what you normally do during the week. This my problem. Can God really, really change this situation for me? They limited the Holy One of Israel. When you see God as good, can you imagine your children uh, suspecting you as a parent that you have bad intentions about them? Do you know the kind of bad feeling they, 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 will, they will live to be a monster? True or false? And many times, because of having been failed by physical parents, physical people, we carry the same mentality and attitude towards God. Let me tell you, God is good. He is not good to you because he is good. He chose to be good to you. Not because you fasted. Not, not because of, no, he's good. God is good. The Bible says that we were created for his own pleasure. We were created for his own pleasure. In the book of Revelation 13 verse 8, the Bible says that Christ was slain before the foundations of the earth. Why was Christ slain before the foundations of the earth? That has two places. It will answer the next point. But even for now, it was because God creating us and seeing that there are possibilities we may fail. He made sure that there was full provision for us to remain well. And so he slew Christ. His intention for us to remain well was there before the foundations of the earth. All right. And so God is good. So when we take God to be a good God to us, to me, it will change the posture of our heart, number one. Number two, it will change the perspective how we look at other people. And then number three, it will change our perspective on how we look at life in general. If your neighbor is... Uh, enjoying the goodness of God in this tent and they seem to be closing their eyes just push them tell them we are in service in the afternoon you'll go back to your coach and so it will change our perspective it will change the posture of our heart if every person here personally took God to be good to them not because of things you see number one when I say God is good you're remembering uh, you ate fish yesterday night. His goodness is beyond. He is good. Can I hear an amen? Some of you are thinking, wow, yes, I paid rent. It's okay, but it's beyond that. 
the intentions of his heart towards you are always pure. What does that mean? His intention is to make sure that you emerge, no matter where you are, to move out to your level best. Something else under his goodness. That means, we said, his intention is good. Number two, he is faithful. He is faithful. Three, yes, that is still uh, part of number two. Yes, he's good. Or 2A, that uh, intentions is A. Uh, B is faithful under goodness. And so he is faithful. Psalms 103, verse 17 and 18. Maybe we can read that uh, very quickly. Psalms 103, verse 17 uh, to 18. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him mm. and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Bible says that the faithfulness of God is from everlasting to everlasting. That means you cannot exhaust it. God has chosen to be faithful. And that is part of an expression of his goodness. God has chosen to be faithful. What does that tell me? That he created me. What lesson do we learn from that? That he created me to function at my optimum. He created me to function at my optimum. At my level best. And so when you see God to be good, it will cause you to function at your optimum. It will cause you to function at your optimum. Hallelujah. And then number three, why do we worship God? Because he is my redeemer. The reason why I must continue to give thanks to God every time. One is because he is God. Number two is because God, that God is good. And number three, because he is my redeemer. Can we just read Titus 2.14 Titus 2.14 and Psalms 34 verse 17 and 18 have we read that before? Psalm 34 verse 17 and 18 Thus verse 14 he says who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works mm. 
God called us that he may redeem us and to keep us to himself for good works. The word redeemed there means to be saved. It means paying the price for the, our salvation and the consequences of sin thereby. And so his redemption was able to save us from our sins and from the consequences thereby. The reason why we must continue to give thanks is God is my redeemer. God is my redeemer. God has chosen me. He didn't just create me. No, he paid a price to make sure that no matter what happens as a human being, I'm still able to live up to his purpose. Amen. He paid the correct price. And not just to get us out of the mess, but to the consequences to make sure that anything surrounding that was tagging along itself in the life of sin, he made sure that the prize was able to keep us to the end. Amen. The Bible says that he has saved us to the uttermost. Amen. If you never arrive in heaven, you chose. Did you hear what I said? If you never, what did you do? The Bible says his prize saved us to the uttermost. He who began a good work in you is faithful to do what? To complete it. And so his prize of... Please stop making excuses and blaming people and blaming systems. Please look up. If you're corrupt, it's because you want. If you're sinning, it's because you've made a choice. Tafadhali angalia ju. Please. He saved us to the uttermost. We must continue to give thanks because he's my redeemer. Amen. He paid a price to see to it that we will live to the uttermost. That we will arrive safely. Amen. You know, some of you parents normally feel very bad. You've paid the whole school fees. You've bought the bag. You've bought the books, but the guy still goes to the bar during the week, never goes to class. Are there such examples? God makes sure that he has surrounded us. What does this point teach me? That I have, I am completely covered. I am totally covered by his love. Totally covered. He paid the price for us to be victorious. Now thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Thanks be 
So every day, before you open your mouth to pray about issues, please tell God, Lord, I thank you. It is your, in your intention to cause me to triumph this day. You are well covered. Tell your neighbor I'm well covered. Tell them again. You see, in this side of uh, life on earth, money tries to quote-unquote play, tries to quote-unquote seem to play this kind of role and has deceived many where you feel as if when you have money, you have everything sorted. Let me tell you, money can get things, things done. But only God and his prize is able to sort you from inside to the outside. You know, money can buy a house, a memorable house, a dream of your dreams. But it can never give you joy to stay in that house. You can be the most lonely, most frustrated in a nine-bedroomed house. True or false? You move around here in some of these big houses. Somebody is frust frustrated in their big house. Hey, you're, uh, let me tell you, you're well covered. God is my redeemer. God is my redeemer. I wanted to give a funny story about where we live. You know, when we came into that house, we were told that the people who are staying there, the children couldn't sleep. A woman was tormented day and night. The children, while walking the stairs, the stairs that we normally use going to our bedroom, they would be scratched by things they don't know. And they would have scratches on their back. As we struggle to wake up to pray. Same house. Same house. No, no, no scratches. What do you mean no scratches? Different people have come to sleep. And in, in the bedroom where they sleep, they keep saying, they hear. In fact, one lady woke up like twice to check who was singing at the table room. Angel's choir is around there. Amen. Same house. What changed? We didn't add bedroom. It was not the carpet. Are you listening to me? No, no, it's not let that sit. No, it's person. The relationship with the... We live with our redeemer there. What devil can be around there? At the table room where they w the, the woman would sit, rats would come on her. Rats, mapanya. Yes, yes, yes. True, true story. Same house. Same house where you, you come and prostrate and worship God. Hallelujah. And so, 
God is able to save us to the uttermost. Let me tell you, life with God is good. If you're not enjoying it, it's because you're not living by revelation. Look at your neighbor straight in the eye. Tell them it's because you're not living by revelation. Hallelujah. We said that you can buy a big bed, but no, no bed can give you sleep. No bed can give you sleep. The Bible says that he giveth his beloved sleep while they sleep. He, his beloved, it does not matter. They sleep here. They sleep. His beloved. Way, 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 way. It's not, what do you call that mattress? It's, no. Uh, orthopedic. <laughs> yeah. It's not orthopedic. Hallelujah. No, no. Beloved, enjoy their sleep. You, why are you not enjoying your sleep? Hallelujah. Wow, we are moving very slow. And so salvation changes. So God is our redeemer and we must continue to give thanks to him at all times. At all times. We are able to live a fulfilled life with whatever God has put in our hands. We are able to live a fulfilled life with whatever God puts in our hands. Let me tell you, when it increases, it is because of the transactions that God wants you to keep transacting. It doesn't change who you are. God didn't become better now that there is a million bob in your account. God didn't become? God is good. Hallelujah. All right. And you know, his redemption, the reason why we must give thanks, when we say that he has saved us to the uttermost, it reminds us that no matter what faults we have, he is a redeemer to me. Some people are thugs, some people stole. His redemption makes sure. You kora itafanywa nini? Itaoshwa. Sia tuendele kukua mkora apana. His redemption has paid the price for you to be able to live way and above any flaws. Number four, why we should continue to give thanks. He's our provider. He is our provider. Philippians 4.19. The Bible says, and my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. And my God shall supply all my needs. Paul makes his relationship with God very personal. He says, and my shall all my needs according to his riches in glory. And so God is our provider. God is our provider. And he provides everything. Everything. Divine protection comes from God. Divine protection. Divine protection comes from God. 
Paul says in the book of, um, which book is this? Romans 8. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. The Bible says that God has given charge to his angels to see to it that they fully protect you at every given time. What is that? His provision over your life. I, I think I, there is a story I read that was very touching of a young child who, at a very tender age, the system could not be able to uh, put oxygen in his blood. You, you know, his body system, I don't know how. But that part was dysfunctional, where oxygen is put in your blood for it to be able to keep uh, circulating in your body. You know, while you're seated there breathing endlessly, you don't know that there is that. You may be having blood, but it needs oxygen. You may be having oxygen, but that oxygen needs to get into the blood. That system, you don't, you're just breathing. And the family used to use 12 million pounds every month to make that child live. 12 million? Uh, Mr. Mosembi, Mo, uh, Moses, how much is that in shillings? Twelve million pounds in a month to make that look at the way you're breathing. Even some of your thoughts are not good. You're still using the energy of God to think badly. There is somebody with with a deformity. They, are, they have their hands, legs, everything, heart. Nose, everything. They have blood. They have oxygen. But those two cannot come together. That technology is of God. You, it's too expensive for you to live up to age 10. True or false? God is my provider. So be, before you say, God, I've not paid this, please, please, give thanks that he is your. Because there is what he has already provided, which you, please, and your parents, and your grandchildren cannot pay for it. How much? 1.6 million. Billion. N million. 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 One B. One point six billion. Hey, God help us. Please tell your neighbor, God is my provider. And let me tell you, when you give thanks continuously, being so serious that God is your provider, you will not know when he provides the things that you have been crying about. True or false? You will not know when he provides whatsoever you have needed. We went for a meeting 
for a meeting. We were honored. We came out with a car. God is my provider. You know, when you do that, you will buy houses without struggle. You will own without money. But when you are a provider of yourself, deni, I'm telling you, God is my provider. 2 Timothy 1, 3. The Bible says, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life. That pertain to? So please consider yourself married. For those who are not married, Maggie, it's the time to jump and rejoice. Consider yourself married. Consider yourself married. The Bible says that Abraham did not consider his own body nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. What you keep considering becomes a hindrance to what you truly need. You know, some of you have told God the way you're so poor, the way you're so far from riches. You've never told him the way he has made you rich. Pastor Mungai, is it making sense? Yes. We just keep reminding God of our poverty and our position in lack. You've never told him what he has done for you, even if it has not appeared physically. There is a man of God. Uh, they passed away. H.K. Kibunja and Sons. He was an orphan. And uh, he says that he grew up so lonely, and he was a poor man, a very good carpenter, very fine man in carpentry. And he says that out of his loneliness, he told God, now that you have saved me, I want you. I don't have money, you know, I'm an orphan, I don't have skill, I don't have many things, I don't have many things. I want you to give me a wife, and a good wife. And because the way you have saved me, knowing who I was, because you're faithful, I will go and buy this dress and put it at home. When she comes, I will know she will wear it. Let me tell you, that man heard the voice of God while on a bridge going to commit suicide. That is when he made up his mind. I think the voice of God, in a, from an Anglican church, God is God. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, God is God. At times we Pentecostals, we need to get our heads correct. He's not the God of the Pentecostals. He's God. Hey, God is redeeming everyone. And he spoke to him. And he told him, don't commit suicide. I will take care of you. And he said, proof, please give me a wife. Let me tell you, that guy faithfully got a beautiful wife. When that lady came home after marriage <laughs> and, and put on that dress, fitted completely. Joyce, true? Yes. 
she's older than me. She would have given details, but uh, because of time. But that is a true story. Let me tell you, God is your provider. Please give thanks to God because he is your provider. Not because he provided. That is part B. Because he is your provider. You see, some of you want to give thanks to God because he provided. No. He is your provider. God is your source. He is your provider. Approach him that way. Give thanks. Every morning when you wake up and tell God, God, you are my provider. Let me tell you what he will do. What will he do? He will provide. That is how David arrived at a place and he said, I have been young and now I am old and I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor begging for bread. How did he arrive there? David would go to the bush and give thanks. Tell God, that is where the Psalms were, Lord, you're my provider. Lord, you're good. Uh, all right. Matthew 6, verse uh, 26 to 33. The Bible says that... Um, if God is faithful to provide for the birds, he, he, he will be more faithful because you have a better purpose. If God provides for all the birds in the world, I th think I told you of a story. Uh, there is a bird that normally comes around here. And let me tell you, when it comes around this field, on the other side, because some of you now will begin to look at uh, your feet, nee, 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 nee. On that side, when that bird comes, there is food waiting. You know what that bird eats? Snakes. You go there, you'll never see a snake. But the day that bird comes, their heavenly father knows that it's going for lunch there. He provides. You, your head is too complicated to see God as a provider. <laughs> you are too smart. Too smart. Too smart. Let me tell you, your head will be able to function even to get the right ideas when you see him as your? Yes. You know what Satan was trying, where, what Satan was trying to get Adam from? Was trying to get Adam from seeing God as God taking him for who he is and everything he has provided to a place whereby they will take it upon themselves to get it for themselves. That is what we call toiling. That is what we call toiling. Have you ever seen a sinner who is making millions but they are so frustrated because they are really not getting what they want? You wonder what they want. May you take God as your provider. And then the last point is, we give thanks to God. I think 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. The Bible says, because it is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So if you don't know any other will of God for your life, which one is it today? Thanksgiving. 
Lord, what's your will for me this year? Give thanks. Number one, Lord, today, 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 I'm confused. What's your will for me? Number one, start it with? Let's read it, please, as we finish up. Um, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. So how many times should we rejoice? Always. How come you've changed it to murmuring always and rejoicing at times? How come in your life it is murmuring always and rejoicing sometimes? Tell them, I know who they are talking about. I don't know if they came for service. <laughs> All right? Pray. Pray without ceasing. All right. Uh-huh. In everything, give thanks, mm -hmm. for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen. In everything, give thanks in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, give thanks. Wherever you are, your marriage does not seem to be functioning. Please give thanks. In your thanksgiving, there will be a solution somewhere. Not in your murmuring. Please note, it does not move from murmuring to God to solution. No, murmuring, depression, frustration, everything disappears. When you stay in thanksgiving in whatever position, the solution's found. In everything, why should we give thanks? For this is the will of God concerning me. Hallelujah. And so we must always, always give thanks. How do we give thanks? Some ways we give thanks. Number one, through our lifestyle. The way we live, how we are living, is an expression whether we are in thanksgiving. Just the way we live. If your mouth is full of murmuring, if you read the book of Numbers, when God, it's God who told Moses. It's not Moses who told God. It is God who called Moses and told him that these people who you are crying, they need meat. I will give them. But do you know what they have been saying in their hearts? They've been questioning, really, if God can provide. And so in their belief system, just the way they are, they're already doubting if I'm able to provide. Are you listening to me? Your life is an expression either of thanksgiving or, you see, who you are will always show out every time. If in your heart it is murmuring, murmuring, let me tell you, it will show out. There will be questions towards the goodness of God, the uh, providence of God. There will always be questions. Colossians 3.15 The peace that we carry is evidence. That our life is totally complete and is walking in thanksgiving. 
the peace that we carry. The peace that you carry. So how do we do it? Through our lifestyle. By walking in faith. By walking in faith. How do we? By walking in faith. This is still about the expression of our lifestyle. The Bible says concerning Abraham. That Abraham was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. The Bible says concerning Abraham. That he judged God to be faithful. He judged and was strong in faith. How did that express itself? Giving glory to God. And so his position of faith was expressed by him living a continuous life of thanksgiving. Telling God, I don't care, I don't know how, I don't know when, but I am grateful you will do it. You are faithful to my life. Please wake up because some of you have been murmuring for years concerning different situations in your life. You're born again, but let me tell you, there is a lifestyle, there is a posture of your thinking, there is a posture of your heart that is showing murmuring. The Bible says, Abraham was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That position of faith will be seen because of your stand in giving thanks. Number two, we express our thanksgiving through our lips. Many scriptures to that in the book of Psalms. Because of time. The Bible says, oh, give thanks to the Lord for his mercies and dearest forever. Through our singing, in our prayers, all that is through our lips. We give thanks to God through our lips. Whether in prayer, whether in singing, whether in song. The Bible says, I think I had Pastor Mungai talking about it. I think we should read that. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Making melody. How? With a guitar. In your heart. Making melody in your heart. Speaking to yourself in psalms. What does that mean? It doesn't just mean that you need to go to the book of Psalms and look for Psalms so that you can speak to yourself. It means you must have the revelation of who God is to you. And you should speak to yourself. That's what David used to do in the forest. He kept telling God, you're a faithful God to me. You're my redeemer. You're my provider. What are you doing? You're speaking to yourself. Hallelujah. And so we express our thanksgiving through our lips. So we are able to give thanks to God. You give thanks to God through your lips. 
Why? By revelation, because of who he is. And then number two, for that which he has provided. Number one, for who he is. Number two, for what he has provided. The Bible says every good gift and perfect gift comes from above. And then the third way, there are many, many ways, is through our givings. The way we carry out with everything that God has given us is a sure indicator that we are living a life of thanksgiving or murmuring. True or false? Yes. When you are not a giver, it shows there is a problem. You are doubting if God is really good and he's able to give you every time. Uh, where is this scripture? I know you are an unfaithful, no, a mean master coming to take where you have not planted. That's the attitude of one who is not a giver. They normally see God be, being the one who normally comes to take where he did not. Surely. Sahai nimekuwa promoted. I wanted to go to UK. Sikia sasa kanisa kuna project. You are coming to reap where surely you didn't so. Our giving. Second Corinthians 9:11. We read that and we are through. Second Corinthians 9:11. Maybe you can begin from 10. Microphone is there. Second Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 10. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower mm -hmm. and bread for food mm. supply and multiply the seed you have sown mm. and increase the fruit of your righteousness mm. while you are enriched in everything for all liberality which causes thanksgiving through us to God. Hallelujah. I like the King James. Can you do it with the Amplified? The Amplified says, And God, who provides seed for the sower mm -hmm. and bread for eating, okay. will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing. He will also provide and, and multiply, multiply your resources, resources for sowing for what sowing for what sowing huh? so uh -huh. <laughs> yes and increase the fruits of your righteousness mm -hmm. which manifests itself in active goodness uh-huh so what is the fruit of your righteousness <laughs> that you're right standing with god in that place of uh, worship of giving yeah. is goodness, uh -huh. kindness, uh -huh. and charity. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then verse 12 says, thus you will be enriched in all things mm. and in every way mm. so that you can be generous. Mm. And your generosity mm. as it is mm -hmm. administered by us mm -hmm. will, be will bring forth mm. thanksgiving mm. to God. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so as we give, we give thanksgiving to who? To God. As you give, you give thanksgiving to? You know, I was listening to quite a number of books um, that Paul has written. And he's talking to the Gentiles. And uh, he tells them, uh, you must keep this, you must retain this. This you really don't have to keep. But concerning giving, concerning giving, make sure it remains consistent. Concerning giving, make sure it remains consistent. And he makes it as an instruction from the Lord to the churches. And so we must, the way we live our life of thanksgiving is through our lifestyle, through our lips, the praises, the songs, speaking to ourselves, singing to God, and also through our giving. Hallelujah. And when we do that, it definitely shows honor before God. Let's stand up, please.